It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling it, Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging it, Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Look at Raddick, he's dropped the gloves with Rivers. The referee or the linesman should yeah. jump in here. You can't let a guy like Rivers continue to throw punches. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound, Recognize the score! Here comes Shovel Day, he'll be thrown out of the game! Curtis Joseph grabs Shovel Day, and the two goalies go at it! Head to head, and Joseph with three great rights! New Terjana Hall looking for 500, he shoots, he scores! Brad Hall, number 500! Tarasenko, in the clear, he scores! And now, here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, Blues fans. Welcome to the Monday morning edition of your Blues NHL podcast. I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. You know, uh, when you get a text sometimes from Rivs that says, I'm coming in hot, I, you never really know what that means. It could mean a variety of things. But if we're going to come in hot, let's come in hot the right way and let's just start it off with uh you you took time last night to address Deneen Preston's tweet and I think it should be the first thing we talk about today and so we'll get Coach Henson involved who's here Rivs involved so we'll just go right right Coach here. Henson who's on his phone already already oh my god you guys were already bickering back and forth and we're like <laughs> let's just do this on air so like, let's seriously. just start right here I'm gonna put the fucking phone in timeout just like teachers do oh you don't gosh, go in timeout man. your phone does you know what I'm gonna get you Rivs? I'm trying to just uh, keep up with you you know what so I went to a Catholic school, and then the nuns would whack you oh. with a ruler. I'm going to get you a yardstick, and then you can whack his hand with it. You better get me a dozen of them because I'm going to go them. through every one of them. That's so, hey, Deneen asked us it. last night, and Rivs, you, you kind of addressed it, but I know after the bitching you and Hence were doing back and forth before the show started today, I'm going <laughs> to ask you. Got a question for everyone. Are you happy with the pity point? Pissed about the OT loss? Somewhere in between. Blue's Twitter is divided, and are we at that point now where social media people – are just going to bitch at Jake no matter what happens? Well, this is it, right? Like, uh, you watched the game yesterday, and the Blues looked tired the whole time. They really didn't look like they had the jump. They didn't look like they had the energy. And understandably so, they've played a lot of hockey, and not just games. There's so many important games climbing from the bottom uh, from the depth of hell, the depths of hell, to come up and get to where they're at, and they're playing, you know, back to back. It's all the things working against them. So yes, they didn't look like they had energy. Um, and Jake Allen stood, I would say, on his head for the entire game, gets them a point, but then lets in that goal in overtime. And this is what I said earlier. That's what makes people drink in St. Louis. This is why alcohol sales are up when Jake Allen plays. Is because he's so goddamn good. He makes so many plays. He looks unbeatable. And then a wrist shot from the boards, he just misses with his glove. Like he went to catch it and he missed it and it goes in the net. We're willing to forgive it because we got our point and he got us the point and it was a big point. But can you imagine if that was in the third period, in the last minute of play, and we didn't get our point, and we missed the playoffs by a point like we did last year? Ugh. This is why people 
lose their shit. Maybe because we're uh, the Blues NHL podcast, and you just said Blues Nation drinks. Maybe there's a liquor store chain out there that would like to sponsor the show. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you what, they got to have something called the Jake Allen drink or something. <laughs> That's the I'm Jake. Saying. Come on. He, where when he has a bet, when he makes a great save. You take a shot, and when he lets a shitty goal, and you take a shot, you, I, you'd be amazed. Well, you'd have taken a great a bunch of shots yesterday for making great saves. Let's be honest. He's been great, Gary. But man, that last one, I, I I'm, I'm not so sure he saw it. No, but, he saw it. But I think he. No, he see saw it. it. I, okay, the whole he, world he saw it. Jake he got, saw it. I'm not okay. I'm not going to say he didn't see it. Fuck, I'm gonna he just play missed Dale, it. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh, Jake, when he doesn't see the shot, I want, if you watch enough, you'll see when Jake doesn't see the shot and he goes into like that stock butterfly move that oh. all goalies go to, oh, Jake, he, he shrinks his he head a little. He looked like he was doing the bird box challenge for <laughs> fuck's sake. He just missed the puck. Yeah, dude, he airmailed. He missed that. it. He airmailed that. Puck. Like when he, he when you I, swoop your I, hand and you close your, and you been, miss the puck. I've been critical of thirty four all year. I'm sorry. I was just trying to well, play, but yeah, he whiffed it. Holy crap! I've been a supporter of his, at, and I have said things that probably people would like to kick me in the nuts for for supporting Jake. That's what's frustrating. But that was that was like you know, a one where he's swatting at flies. And he missed the fly, and the puck went in the net. I don't think he swatted. I don't. Well, man. he just—you see a little bit of movement on his glove, and it's like—but it's almost like he moved it out of the way. And he—he he missed it. It was bad. He was handcuffed. And it was bad. That's what guys always say when they miss those. I was handcuffed. He was not handcuffed. He was handcuffed. He, he just oh. flat out missed it. I mean, it was and a good th- shot. Ryan Donato is but you know, a hell of a player. He's on fire since he's gone to Minnesota. But where that puck came from, which is over by the boards, almost the farthest spot on the ice you can get, the worst spot for the shooter, that is, and he zings one in there, and fucking Jake swats away with it at his hand and misses it. Well, let's face it. That's, a, in, my, in my opinion, <coughs> uh, Donato came down on that side, didn't have much. Nothing. He only had one play, Gary. He had one play, and it was to get it on net. And I honestly believe he was just getting it on net and let go of a, a, what seemed to be a, a good shot. It was but, a good shot. But I would bet that. But he, why was Jake so deep in his net? I, though, too? Yeah, and I. If would, you look at the play, there's nobody in front of the net. There's nobody around. If he was out even just six inches further, like there's no reason to be in his in in the crease deep. Ribs, you know, because you know what I'm about to say. There are times when you go in and you have one play and the one play is to get it on net and you, there's nothing else. What do you do? You get it on net so you get the whistle. So you get an offensive zone face off. Yeah. You've done that. That could have been – that seems like where he was going with that because it wasn't a shot for a rebound. There wasn't – No, a, he was just getting it on net. He was net. just now, getting it on net. Maybe I, he, he expected Jake to catch it and they get an offensive rebound – or offensive zone uh, face off. But here's what play. I think, okay? Yeah. Is – I think Jake was looking to grab that, drop it, and move it. Because there was nobody around, 
It looked to me like he was like, okay, grab this, drop it, and let's go back the other way. That's a very good point. And he missed the puck. That's why you you played in the NHL and I didn't. That's a very that's a next level you know? thing. So, but anyway, look, it is what it is. I'm not going to harp on it. We're not going to harp on it all show because we have so got much, a point, so much to cover, and we got a point. And uh, you know, Jake has been he's been solid, and people, you know, I guess I wrote the other day on, on Twitter like a. Pet peeve of mine lately is when we have a bad period or we have a bad game or the other night we lose a hockey game to the Dallas Stars where we outshot them terribly. Man, I, we, we may not have been on our game. We, however, we didn't lose that game. I thought the Blues were the better team for a lot of. They that were, game. they were, and they were sick, and they were sick. You said, and you said, listen, I'm just saying. I don't want Blues Nation to fucking freak out here. I wrote something the other night. Like, honestly, I can't believe the bullshit saw that. we're yes. reading on Twitter. Like, 11 in a row, we go in and we outplay in the 12th game. We outplay the opponent. Yes, were we a little loose in the defensive zone? Probably. Did we outshoot the other team big time? Yes, we did. And it was there were some seriously quality shots. Yeah. Like, it's not like we outshot them by taking shots from – you know, way wide and and that kind of thing. We had point well, blank chances. What did I tell you when we were kind of, like there were? I counted four or five shots like that. That in the winning streak, those pucks were going in, and they just didn't go in for us that night. It was one night, yeah. But we still played well. And my biggest thing was, I'm on Twitter and I'm reading, oh fucking this and that. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, people, wake the fuck up! Like, that, enough's enough here. Sometimes you get beat when you play well. Well, even still, we've put eleven together, and I'm gonna say it again. You'll probably hear me say it over the course of the next couple weeks, couple minutes, couple shows, whatever. Is we went from the bottom, guys. We were let re, re, literally ready to like fucking burn our blues jerseys, and now we're complaining about outshooting a team in our twelfth for looking for twelve in a row on that one. <laughs> Holy fuck! Check yourself, people. <laughs> My God, it's driving me oh, nuts. So, man, the Dallas game. I think I honestly here's what I think about the Dallas game. I think the Dallas game was one of the games, like the Toronto game. Like the Tampa game, and I know I'm picking out the best. Where you really saw how good the Blues could be. Like I think those were good examples of really how good the team is and how well they're playing. And so even though they lost the Dallas game, that man they there were times when Dallas had no chance, no chance. They weren't. And that's they, a good team recently. Like they're right there too. Look at look at what the Blues have done defensively. It's great. Everybody knows. Like, we're preparing for regional all week. What am I focusing on? A defense, defense, defense. However, man, there were times where the Blues held the puck in the in the offensive zone in time to make a full change. They had it in there so long. Yeah. That's impressive hockey, and that's what the Blues are doing. You know, um, the the whole thing for, for Blues Nation, I think, is we went – through that whole roller coaster. Well, we went through a period where it wasn't even a roller coaster. It was a downward spiral. Okay. Roller and then, yeah. yeah. And then we kind of come up, right? Underground digging. We, and then I think, and then I think, <laughs> Gary, you brought it up. I mean, this is who we thought we could be. You know, the old Dennis Green thing. They are who they, they are. Who, who we thought they are. And then, and, they, and then we get into what's his name? The playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. So, Jim Mora. Yeah. So, nice call. Nice call. Thank so, a little. But you know what? Um, I, I would say this at this juncture, sitting where they do. It, I, I think it is interesting, though, that just climbing out of the cellar and being 
I'm not going to say securely in a playoff position. Oh, but, I'm going to eat cream spinach. Okay, so that's, I, I don't want to use that word. Good. But my point Ugh. is, now it's like, what I'd love is we go all the way from there to how many points behind Nashville are we? Which is fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, what a, which is I, the right attitude. Yeah, but I think that's where the craziness comes from. But the from, craziness, you know? yeah, you're right. There's a fine line here. And you did yes, it again, by the way. What? You just did it again. I did? Yeah. What's what? You don't realize how often you say I'm right. Drink, everybody. Oh, Drink. Fuck. It's a drinking game. <laughs> What's because you read my notes and then I have to fucking agree with you or I'm looking like I'm contradicting uh, myself. Uh, Henson's my witness here. I haven't. Uh, I can't uh, read that Henson, chicken Henson, he's looking at his phone. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my so, God. But I can't wait till we, we get close to teams ahead of us. And yes, the mentality is that, oh, we're only so many points behind. And if you calculate the games at hand, we're right there with them. And that's great. What drives me fucking nuts is losing focus or losing our thought on how good we've played and people go overboard and especially right now, trade deadline day. Yes, there's movers and shakers right now around the league. Kevin Hayes uh, from the New York Rangers is now a Winnipeg Jet. So that's a big deal. Yeah. That's going to make our division tougher. You better believe that the Nashville Predators are going out here today to make a splash. They've got to try and get Stone. They've got to try and get maybe Simmons. They've got they're going for it. Uh and they watch Kevin Hayes go off to Winnipeg. Uh, you know, now the Blues. What are they gonna do? Right? Like this is a tough situation. And I tell you what, guys, I barely slept last night. I had text messages coming in and phone calls coming in from GMs around the NHL, <laughs> from scouts around the NHL. And each one of them like, you got you work with the Blues in the summertime. You work with them throughout the year. What are we looking at here? Who should we be going uh, after? And it's craziness. Up all night, did it? Up all night. Up all night. It's craziness. He, like, I don't want to give away the, the fucking secret sauce here either because I want these guys to stay here. I'm telling you, Chrome and I sit here and we're – we're sitting with hockey royalty. That's we are all there is with to hockey it. Royalty. Oh, there goes another. There goes the oh, oh, no, no, I got to turn it off. Now. I got to turn it off. Don't these I can't disclose know. what Don't, team that was. Don't these people know that they're supposed to text your hey, recording? Revs, you're on. Uh, put your, put, you put your player jersey on, and you play for the Dallas Stars. And you get all excited that Matt Zuccarello oh, shows up. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> He's on my list here, yeah. <laughs> I didn't look but at your list. You know what? No, I know you didn't. Chromer peeks over, not <laughs> you. Um, but that's the risk you run, Ooh. right? And this is the dangers, and this is what Doug Armstrong is facing, and this is what Doug and I talked about about 1.30 a.m., <laughs> was that you have to be very careful when you go and acquire these guys at the deadline. If they're just rental-type players, then what if they get hurt? And Matt Zuccarello gets traded wow. from the Rangers – a massive ordeal. Henrik Lundqvist can't even talk to reporters because he's crying. And meantime, Zuccarello goes out and not just puts on a new uniform for the very first time, gets a goal and an assist, and they're like, oh, he's here. Bam, Ouch. upper body injury. He's gone. <laughs> you know that. Four a, weeks minimum. That's a clavicle break. That's Holy that shit. 100%. Imagine being Jim Nill, and Jim Nill's a guy who doesn't drink. He doesn't even cuss. He's the nicest guy you've ever met. Now, he's an animal when he played. He wouldn't think twice of yeah. ripping your fucking head off. However, nicest guy ever. You know Jim Nill went home last night, <laughs> ripped the sleeves off his fucking suit jacket, slammed a bottle of Jack Daniels, and kicked the neighbor's dog. And then, There's no way he didn't. And then called you. No, Nill, he didn't call me. He knows. You I, know, hey, I'll tell you I what. give it to him a little bit. 
<laughs> I tell him to shave that mustache. <laughs> so here's the, I, I think an interesting thing for Blues fans on all this as shave we laugh at this is there's a lot. I, are, are you as surprised as I am by the number of people that want the Blues to do nothing and stand pat and just go with the team that got us back in this? Are you surprised by that? No, because ordinarily you make a trade when things, you know, you need to improve things. Well, if you look at our recent body of work, all we've done is improve things. And we continue to go. And what we're not talking about yet, uh, or we haven't yet anyways, is that they bounce back and beat the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Another top team. That's yeah. a team that in the East right now, they're looking to stockpile. They're looking to add something at the deadline. They're looking to make a run against Tampa, against Toronto. You know, you've got those teams. Columbus yeah. now over there and the Bruins. So that to me is the big four over in the East. Yeah. And we lose to Dallas, a game we probably should have won. We come back, beat the Bruins, which is a fucking massive win for our team. Yeah, and they so, played well. They played well. And uh, anytime 63 gets slashed, hacked, or punched behind the play, I'm okay with it. And that happened. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a hell of a hockey team. And Bennington uh, made a couple of saves that were incredible. And then you know, shuts really the did. door in the shootout. Yeah. Sammy Blaze steps up. How great up. was that? Pretty cool. It's a that's Come a on. that's a goal scorer's goal. I dare if you're not if you if you haven't played hockey and you love it and you get a chance to go out on the ice, watch Sammy Blaze goal and then go stand there where he shot that puck from, and you'll see how great a shot that was. Well, what's the, what the beautiful <laughs> thing about it is the way he approaches and the way he does. You know, he opens up the feet. I call it the ten and two. He actually buys himself some time because he's stretching the goalie further out of his comfort zone into where he's laying flat on the ice. So he's got no more room, no more body left to stretch, yet he hasn't taken himself completely out of a shooting angle. And so by doing that, he's able to get that last little six inches and roof it. So it's not a goal for someone who just picked up a hockey stick and wants to give it a shot. That's no. a goal from a very Man. talented hockey player. And uh, honestly, I've said it since day one. You know, when we started here in the spring or in the fall, said I love Sammy Boy. You know why? He's he's mature and patient. And he, if you needed an example of that, it's the shootout goal. There's a lot of guys that would re release that puck a little too soon. 100%. A little too. You sick. have to be extremely he confident was, in yourself to do that. <laughs> well, Come on. And then it wasn't like his reaction was like, "Yeah, I just sup. I just did that. Sup. Well, sup. <laughs> you know what though was interesting is they. I I notice sometimes when these guys score these goals in overtime, and they they always talk to them. Inevitably, they all say the same thing. Uh, yeah, you know that that's a go to move for me. I've done it. Let me ask you this question. I know fans have asked us this before. How, is it a very small percentage of these guys that when they are circling up on the dot before they take off, they have no idea what they're going to do? Or do do the, the, the large majority of them already know this is what I'm doing because they have to commit to a move like that? Well, you don't have to commit to a move, but you usually have two or three or one or two, depending on how good you are as a player, uh, that you've gone to before, that you know can work, and that if the goalie positions himself a certain way – you can go to the well for that move. Now, T.J. Oshie is a perfect example of he takes the same line every single time, and then he takes what's given to him by the goalie. Yeah, he says he doesn't know until he gets there. So he doesn't know until he gets into about the top yeah, of the circles, yeah, right? Yeah. And usually the goalie's positioning yeah. will tell him. Now, 
the funny thing is, is that all these goalies and all these goaltending coaches and video guys, they have footage of like every guy who's ever done a shootout <laughs> before. And it can be good for goalies. And it can be good for players because the players are watching the goalies too on what moves worked and what moves didn't. But that also gets in guys' heads. Like somebody asked me last night uh, about the Sammy Blay goal from the day before. You know, yeah. They're like, well, he said you know, he's used that move before. Like, Wouldn't the goalie be expecting that? I'm like, well, even if he is, then it's like a mind fuck, right? <laughs> it's like that guy who plays poker who he bluffs, <laughs> tells you about the bluff, like flops the bluff, and now the next time he goes all in, you're like, is he bluffing or is he not? Is this a mind game? I'm not sure. So now the goalie goes into it going, is he going to go to that move? Well, maybe I'm expecting that, so that's what he thinks, so maybe he won't. That goes along with how confident that guy was. He's confident enough to go, yeah, that's my move. I, it, but it is a mind game. <laughs> Absolutely. Hold on real quick before we go to your list. Watching the game last night, pretty cool that there's three St. Louis boys on the ice. Three, oh, my God, yeah. Three St. Louis, three St. Louis boys on the ice. That is pretty cool. It was uh, – Or in the building, whatever. It the was – Butler played, right? Who? Butler. Did Butler, he? Uh, no, he was No, but he was in the building. Yeah, but he was in the building. Three St. Louis uh, boys in the five building. Five in total. In the NHL last night, yeah, can't forget my boys, the Kachucks, lined up oh, against each where's other. Kimby? There's you know Kimby. what I thought was BS is all the will they fight? Well, now that's get off it, people. That's I what I was. Chaser's tweet was pretty good. Yeah, and that's what I was going to. Yeah, get Chaser. Got Chaser's that, tweet was pretty good. Yeah. A little bit is, yeah, they play, you know, aggressive. They play on the edge, a little bit dirty, a little bit ratty. You know, whatever <laughs> it is bit. you want to call it, both of them will back it up. They've yeah. both dropped the mitts enough to be considered guys that'll back it up. Yeah. Um, so for the media to take that and run with it, like, oh, are you guys going to fight? How fucking that's dumb dog. can you possibly be? That was crap. Like, how dumb can you possibly? I, I know, know you're fishing for a story, but holy crap. Come up with a better one than that. Come up. The, come, how about going with this story? Two St. Louis brothers of, the, of a former St. Louis star are on the ice together, and let's talk about how they got there, a little bit how they got there, and how successful that whole family is, and what they've done for St. Louis, and what they've done for hockey, and what they're doing for their communities right now. How about something like that, rather than are they going to punch each other in the face? It's not the Hunter brothers. Come well, on. And if they truly thought, okay, this is a possibility of getting a Kachuk fight, just shut up about it. Yeah. And then it'll probably happen organically if it is going to happen, right? But when everybody talks about it like this, you better know that those two players are well aware and they're like, we're not fucking doing that. Absolutely. You know, like the Primo brothers and the Sutter brothers had moments where they fought, but it was like, I don't want to say it's organic, but it was, right? Like there's a scrum and back in the day it was different because you'd have five on five. And yeah, I remember yeah. one story with the Sutter brothers. Well, there was four Sutters on the ice, <laughs> two on each team, and it's a five on five brawl. Well, you got to grab somebody, right? Like... Might as well grab your brother. Maybe grab your brother. Pissed in your Cheerios when we were younger. You know, but this is not the they same. Try, they they tr try to create. They, just stop with that stuff. That was a joke. But I was really happy about is one that they had all their family there. And I don't know if anybody caught the jerseys that they had custom made for all family yeah, members. They had, you know, cool. the senators on one side, yeah. the flames on the other, the numbers on one yeah. sleeve and the other sleeve. And yeah, that was cool. Uh, and then Matthew goes on to score, which was disallowed, yeah. which was weird because I've never seen a guy be able to poke the puck in the net if the goalie's covered it. 
yeah, what is that? That was weird. And then you, to if it's covered, it? how to get a stick under there? Well, it, it, exactly. Because he didn't, had it covered. Goal, his glove didn't move. No, his glove did not move. No, I I thought so the his, stick snuck yeah, in absolutely. there. Absolutely, it's different if you see his whole whole arm get shoved back toward him and it puck comes free. His the goalie goaltender's glove did not move. What was weird to me was Bull they reviewed call. it. Yeah, bullshit. How do you call. review that? Bullshit call. Yeah, that was dumb. But bullshit anyway, so call. we'll say I'll say. Just because I thought it was a goal. So Matthew scores, right? And yeah. then Brady scores. Yeah. And Brady's was a sick move. Coming on the Ridiculous. breakaway, you know, the old fuck kickstart the Harley, that, fake to the backhand, slide at five hole. That's the stuff you learn at Synergy Hockey. It is the stuff you learn at <laughs> Synergy Hockey. I'm telling you right both, now. Both clients. Both still. clients. Hey, hold on. Another. So since we're talking St. Louis, guys, Boston Bruins kiss my rear for Sending Trent down right before yeah. he comes home. Oh, boy. Give a, me a break with that. It's part of the business crap. Shut your mouth. It's a tough call, right? Because not a fan of it's, the Bruins. It's a tough call. His whole family's there. He had a suite and everything. I was supposed to be there. Personally would not have sent him down if I was a GM. But now we don't know. Here's the thing we don't know about those situations. Okay, let's talk about one side of the, the bullshit side of it. The bullshit side of it is, yes, it's his first time back in St. Louis. He's got family. They know he's got a suite. They've got all this stuff happening. And um, you're an Eastern Conference team playing a Western Conference team, so you get there once a year. Yeah. So it's not like it happens a lot. So right. taking that into consideration, you kind of have to go, hmm, You know, maybe we should let him stay. Now, the flip side of that is we don't know what deals they had in the making. True. Do they need a roster spot? True. Is so and so going to have to be called up because we're trading him? You know, so it's tough. true. But I'm not going to like it. I'm not. I'm not a I'm fan not, either. I wanted to see the kid play in St. Louis. Now, saying that, I have to be fair. I've had players upset with me that they have family in the crowd and they didn't get a lot of ice time or any ice time. Yeah. And so that sucks. So to be fair, I've had to make that decision, like relative to what I do. I'm not a. But they didn't spend NHL twenty grand GM. on a suite. Right. They didn't. You know. <laughs> right. 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 But and I like the way they handled the suite though and gave it away. That was pretty. Well, cool. they gave it away to not just anybody. They gave it away right. to St. Louis Special Hockey Team, right? Which um, which is awesome. Used to be for anybody who not aware of what that is. Now it's been rebranded to St. Louis Special Hockey right. Team. Started out as a Gateway Locomotives years and years ago. That program has grown, and the Blues have attached their name to it which is fantastic, and now it's called St. Louis Special Hockey. Right. And so the Frederick family took the tickets from the suite and donated it to the St. Louis Special Hockey team so they right. could go to the game and watch, which is awesome, man. Like, yeah, that's the kind of shit and selfishly, that just... Uh, selfishly, I'll tell you, I, it's, you know, we're in the heart of the playoffs. We leave Friday, but we're also in the heart of recruiting, and I'm not going to lie. I would tell you straight out, this is selfish. Why I was also didn't like the fact that Trent wasn't playing is because I wanted to say to the recruits I have to call tonight, tomorrow night, and Wednesday night, hey, you know St. Louis is pretty a pretty big deal in the hockey world. For example, there was Boston kid, then there was Cunning, and, and of course Maroon's always on the ice, Butler's in the building. I use that kind of stuff. Well, you can still and use then, it. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. It would have been cool to say, hey, watch that kid. You know, I don't know. It's just 
They sent him down. Yeah, so Gary's only mad because he fucking wanted to be a recruit. No, I said that was oh, so. Hey, now the truth comes oh, out oh, here. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be an NCAA violation? No. No? no. Oh, okay. Listen, right. Absolutely I've not. Come, I, I've realized over the years not to comment on anything that could be legal. Oh, my oh, God. Geez. I'm um, telling you. So, so Ribs. Yeah. I know I, I, I cannot see your list. Number one, I can barely see in front of me. You got any Shocker. names for us? Yeah, what's going on? I mean, you know, right? We've got we're 27 minutes into this Quick. thing, and the, every everybody that listens, all Don't. 10 people that listen to this show, yeah. are going. Is he going to tell us who he thinks they're going to get? All, there's like 10,000. I know, you know, I know. But here's the thing: um, even though the show will come out after the deadline, but still, at least he can say, "Look, I was on record. I liked this one. I, did. I keep checking thing. my Let's, phone here. I'm telling you, we these should, scouts uh, and GMs th- are texting me. Here we go. Ready? Here you, we go. You gotta outscoop uh, oh, Lou, sweet Lou, sweet Lou, and Rutherford. You gotta outscoop them. Oh my God! Come on, outscoop them. That's not hard though. <laughs> oh, Lou was in here last That's week. Right. And he was a god. Now all of a sudden, no, he is a god. But I mean, come trade deadline day, like they're gonna talk to guys who are right in the mix. Yeah. And uh, you know, sweet Lou's. The, you got anything you can share? Feel comfortable um, with to share? We're not having a first round pick. Are they uh, here? Us. Start here. Do you think there there will be a move made? Um, I am apprehensive to think that there will be a move of any significance made. And okay. the reason, like we said earlier, yeah. is every team right now is going to want Thomas, Cairo, um, the future. Yeah, That's what they want. Yeah, They don't want to screw around here. And St. Louis, first of all, doesn't have a first-round pick. So right. not – in this upcoming draft anyway, which is supposed to be one of the best in recent history. Um, So that weakens what they have to, to Mm. offer now. um, You know, they do have some assets on the team currently that could be movable in Barbashev. um, Barbashev, man, I love that guy. uh, You know, like you have to look at that combined with a Cairo maybe a second, third round pick. These are things that they could do, but that's not going to get you that return of a top six forward, yeah. top four defenseman. Right. In order to get something like that, they're going to have to they're going to have to give up something substantial. It will have to be a Thomas. It'll have to be Cairo and somebody else. Thomas and a draft pick. I don't think I like any other thing you're saying right now. I I know, and I agree, and that's why I, I don't definitely think don't want Barbie. In you know, th- there were some rumors coming out that um, the Blues might be in on a possible trade or a deal that would include Michael Furland from really? Carolina and Justin Falk. What? So it would obviously be a multi multiple player deal here. Um, now, rumors. Those right? are good players, though. They're good players, and you look at. Uh, the Blues would really use a guy like Wayne Simmons, I think. Some people are down. They say, oh, he's you know this, that, and the other. Well, they don't watch the game enough then to fully understand what he can bring to the table. He's a Ryan Reeves-ish kind of guy with some scoring. With a lot of scoring, yeah. if we're going to compare well, him to yeah, Ryan Reeves. A lot of scoring. Uh, but he's Michael, a Tom Wilson guy. You know, Michael Furland's a left-hand shot, um, you know, big, tough kid. Yeah. Fights quite a bit. 20-plus <laughs> goals. A lot of miles left on that vehicle. Uh, and Justin Falk, we know he comes with another year after this. Yeah. So those are two players that would be great additions 
but then what are the subtractions, right? Yeah. And so that's where it gets a little hairy. I don't want to subtract Barbie at all. I don't even think Barbie. I don't even think Barbie is in the conversation. Is in the conversation for those guys. I think maybe as a throw-in. That's what I'm saying. You know. but the the toughest thing I think the Blues have to deal with right now, and nobody knows the answers, is the toughest thing they're dealing with is they've lost two top six forwards. David Perron and Braden Shen are out of the lineup right now to be determined. Like, that's tough. You're at trade deadline day. Two of your, you know, David Perron, 13-game point streak still alive, mm-hmm. you know, for him personally. And Braden Shen, we know the magic that was going on between him, O'Reilly, and Tarasenko. Yeah. Those two guys are out. So do you just hope and wish and pray that they get better quickly? Or do you say, holy shit, we need to replace a top six forward. So now I have to go to the well. Well, okay. So the the in-the-know people know the answer to that question you just asked. We don't. No, we don't. We, don't we can speculate. That. Yeah, but we can speculate. We don't have an answer. You know, TBD is TBD. We don't have an answer. So the brute. You're going to have to say TBD is to be determined. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got it. All right. Because Jim that. struggles with I was that Write that on your notes. I was Googling. So, <laughs> struggles with that shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the we'll find out. I'll tell you what. If the Blues st- stand somewhat, Pat, it might be because they think those guys are going to be okay. If they make a big a, a big move, then you got to think maybe they're they, more they hurt. Listen, I, I, I'm just I'm what? Not, that I'm seems not, no, 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 but I'm not. And listen, Someone woke up, Jim. No, no, I'm not. Curious. Listen, this isn't a bitch or a complaint or anything. I don't think they have a big move in them. They don't have anything. like. Well, they do. They well, absolutely do. Well, yeah, but I, but you made the points earlier why they don't have it in them. I, are you really going to trade Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo? Not for a guy with very little turn. That's left my on point. I heard. Cla- I heard. Costin's yeah, there's name no rental stuff. That's we my, tried that. With that's right. Well, so, who's the goalie? Oh, you're still on that Ryan Miller, right? <laughs> well, everybody, everybody. Yeah, but hang on. That like, was like six years yeah, ago. But, but, yeah, that but ain't listen, that far along. Just like the Dallas trade you guys brought up earlier, wouldn't you rather your franchise be aggressive and it not work? I would. I'd rather say, you know what? We tried. It just didn't fuck. Up. The whole Ryan Miller thing. You can't bitch about that. You can now. Well, well, I, well, I, I don't mean he was great. I'm, I'm talking about the. And you agreed thing. with me again. Drink. No, I agree that you he can. Was great. <laughs> I agree. Ryan with Miller for us. No, I'm before we got fuck. him. Would you okay. two? That's down. my point. How do you get upset when you trade for Let a guy that's been all this, world hey, and he, he didn't do it? Let's get the star that. involved. You Ribs. can do that. You're not wrong. I'm not gonna say you're right. <laughs> fuck, I'm tired of you're drunk. Because right. he's drunk. Shit face now. Um, but yes, I agree. There is a point where you'd rather see your team be aggressive, but not reckless. Uh, never and said so that. that's my point. With you know, this is why GMs call him in the middle of the night. Well, this is why they're Wait still texting. Look at it. If they had blowing up again, right now, let me tell you something. Phone is blowing. These up. GMs Mark have Bergevin. no idea what's going on with this guy. I'm not taking Virgie. He turned call. his phone upside down. Why would you not take Virgie's call? Hey, he because turned, we're on air. He turned. Go his, ahead. He should fucking know better. No, <laughs> go ahead. He turned his phone upside down so we can't see all the flashes on all, right, all the all the alerts. Let me say, when he turns his phone upside down, it's not from GMs. Hello, hello, Blake Laurie. 
Gloria! <laughs> Gloria! By the way, upgrade that thing. Zach Morris no. called. He wants his phone back. You know what? Okay, you can jab me about my phone all I want, but you're an old bastard, so you should understand this. I just figured out how to use this fucking thing. Oh, geez. So now oh, if I got to go back Lord. to the next one. Come I hate on. changing. I can't remember the passwords. Somebody anyway. get Shit. this guy a flip phone. That's all you really need, like a bat phone. <laughs> a ribs phone. Getting one of those ones that, that did a, like exist. a suitcase and he has to carry Well, around. you know what? I, here's the thing. I, to, I love trade deadline day because I love when, when players move. It's just, you know, the salary cap kind of changed it years ago. I like kind just of. A, I just like a free-for-all, you know? Teams used to just go I know. You know, batshit crazy. I remember <laughs> when I was in Detroit, like – it was like fucking being at the Golden Corral. Just eat all you can. You know, I know like, that's my thing. Weren't I, you, were you traded to Boston? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. If you want to have some fun out there tonight, because uh, I've seen this clip, <laughs> go uh, Google Jamie Uh-oh. in Uh-oh. Boston. Get this. Jersey number 31. 31. Goalie cut. <laughs> It was, too. I know. I watched that clip the other day. Arms are all baggy. I sent him a text. I said, did you really wear a goalie jersey? He said, yep. Goalie cut 31. That's what he had. Now, See, the story. Things always aren't so glamorous. Uh, yeah, story. There's There's story, story time. Behind story it. time with Uncle Creepy. Hey, I lob him up I there. think I've already told him. this story, but I I'll tell it again. I don't think I've heard this one. I don't think I've heard this one. When I went to Boston, they were on the road. They were in Phoenix. I'll never forget it. And I arrived there. And. And first thing we did when we arrived, we went out boozing right away because they were like on a couple of days off. They went out west, obviously Eastern team, and that's like you go with the big team road trip. And so Billy Garen like had a message in my room at the Billy time. Billy Garen, and <laughs> he uh, and Bill Garen says, "Hey, uh, hey, let me pick that name up for hey, you. Hey, new guy, we're Drop going it. out drinking. Hey, I would I would guy. hope you'd join us." And uh, I had played obviously with Scott Pellerin and, and Rob Zamner before. Yeah. And those guys were on the team, and they had told Billy, well, yeah, don't worry. He'll meet us out. <laughs> and so. And he'll bring I, the singles. <laughs> I met the team out, and yada, yada, yada. Next day, we get to the rink, and the equipment guy goes, uh, okay, what number do you want? And I said, uh, number four. <laughs> that was a joke. Hey, boss. Yeah. It was a joke, right? And But obviously, this guy doesn't know me. And he, like, stopped and stared at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> so I had to let him off the hook. I'm like. I know it's Bobby Orr. It was a joke. Like, it's a joke. He's like, oh, okay, that was funny. Like, okay, maybe this is better than I thought. <laughs> then I go, well, what do you have available? And he said, like, number two or something. I'm like, I'm not wearing fucking number two. I go, slugs wear number two. Scott Stevens Scott wore number Stevens two. Scott Stevens wore here, number okay. two. Number three in no. when he was really good. Oh, jeez. Number four when he was the With best. The best, correct. Number two so, when he was here. Number two. Well, number two is exactly what it is. Shit. Okay? So <laughs> Scott can wear it, though, I guess. I Scott Stevens, you can wear whatever you well, want. You can find one guy all oh, the time. Name four. I can't. Exactly. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm not wearing number two. I go, what else do you have? And he's like, some other like tra- like rookie numbers, like 59. I'm like, I'm not fucking wearing that shit. And then he goes, well, or, you know, we got number 31, but it's a goalie jersey. <laughs> and I go, I'll take 31. He goes, what? I go, why not? I'm like, this was like my fourth team in three years. I'm like, fuck it. 
I don't even care. I have no personal attachment to <laughs> And I've number. never been 31. I, let's do it. Let's do it. And Google. so three plus one is four. Google. There you go. It's hilarious. And so the goalie cut jersey stays with me for the year, and it came in handy a couple times. Yeah. Where uh, if you throw down, he's able to shake. Loose. Players cannot uh, grab the jersey yeah. as easily, and you can pull out of it pretty easily, <laughs> and you can lay a thumping Gee, on some guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, uh, a buddy of ours, uh, ref in town, Palo, sent me that. Sent Jamie and I that text. Yeah, with that video on there, I'm like, give me a break. It was uh, speaking of Scotty Stevens, give me a break, Scott. Scott was analyzing uh, the uh, McDavid hit. Okay, well, yeah, there's a lot of things that I wanted to go over, and McDavid hit is one of them. Um, you know the what he said? Perry hits another one. Here's and then the Simmons hit in the outdoor yeah. game was one too. And in true Scott, well, I'll give it to Scott Stevens on this. He's known for that hit. What? That hit. He Scotty Stevens was known for hitting like squaring that. guys no. up in the chest. No, you I know. don't obviously, say. Obviously, hold on. But in to to give him a little bit of credit, he's defended McDavid through this whole thing. Like, he kept his arms down, you know. Gary, he has to. I know. If Scott Stevens I played know. today, he'd be banned for life, not in the Hall of Fame. That's the point I'm trying to make is at least Scott Stevens was consistent, although everything he said was bullshit. He has to be he consistent. Targeted Otherwise, he literally calls himself the dirtiest and player ever live. He's pretty close. And he's pretty close to that. He's pretty he's close. He's ended he a, a lot of careers. He was a bad motherfucker. And he's in the Hockey Hall Come of Fame. On. So. That's a whole argument that, oh, my God, right? Like, you look at this, and Scott Stevens, I liked the way he played. I loved it. I, I loved the way he hit guys. I loved everything about it. However, however, and that's he, a huge however. He targeted. He targeted. He hit late. He left his feet, and he did all this crazy shit, which was, I'll say, legal, like with an asterisk next to it back in the day. But think about that for a second, and totally be honest here. He would have been banned for life, like Rafi Torres. Way worse than Tom Wilson. Ten times worse. Way worse. And he, now he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And he yeah. should have done it all on a blue note. Whatever. I'm just saying. Well, it doesn't matter what jersey he you wore. you got to give him credit. It didn't matter who you were. No. He no. knocked out Listen, Eric Lindros just as quick as That's he knocked That's right. Out this, guy didn't, this guy didn't, didn't target No, he wasn't guys. a spot picker. Nope. No. He, he didn't matter what. It didn't no, matter no, who right. you were. You were getting lit up. But, no, I just find it funny and and kind of hypocritical it? that the NHL has a Hall of Famer that wouldn't have made it through hey, a listen, year. He's I'm, got his own problems. He what? said, I mean, he's, had, I mean he's, got, he, he's not immune to the head issues No, yeah. from the way he played. I mean, he, you know, he's... He well, no, uh, d- the brain doesn't recognize right. if you're the hitter or that's the right. hit Then that's my point, you know. I mean, and I'm but, not even saying that that's what makes it okay. I just, I don't know. I just it, My point is that... If he played now, he wouldn't even be in the league anymore. No. Let alone in the Hall of Fame with a nice jacket and, and a ring. Wouldn't and be a, known for what a comeback during a game either. In a, in which is crazy, by the way. Holy crud! Okay, what but else? But to get got? back on topic here, what else you got? Uh, the McDavid hit. Ooh. I was Ooh. shocked. It was a you know listen. It was he did make head contact. All of the above. But I was shocked he got two games for it. You think if they're more now, in the hunt, he gets two games. But the the argument from the NHL was that the call that they made, that call specifically, carries a two-game minimum if they're to suspend him. There's no such thing as a one-gamer for that. Really? Yeah, that was the explanation given 
Um, did you know that before they gave it? I did it? not know that because that... I was like, he should get maybe one game. Well, when you target the head and that's what they call and that's what they're reviewing, it's a two-game minimum. What was the call on the ice? I don't remember. I don't, fuck, I don't know. I not, mean, yeah, I mean, it may have been nothing. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But it, bottom line is that they had to give him two games or more. And so they gave him two games, which is, you know, and then you watch people put on Twitter and they do all these things and all the abuse McDavid has taken. Does, I get it, but it doesn't mean that he gets to hit a guy in the head and get away with it. Does he have enough star I, power that if they but, were in the running in the playoffs and, or it was close that maybe he doesn't get two games, does he have that star power yet? <sighs> Probably. But, this is where it gets really fucked up, right? Because you got – Gino Malkin, who swings his stick right. like helicopter style and just about decapitates the player and gets one game for it, where Marty McSorley got banned for life for doing it yeah. to Donald Brashear. Brashear now, yeah. if Malkin makes full contact on that guy's head, I would have liked to seen what the suspension would have been. Um, yeah. Sidney Crosby's had some things in the past, too. He's taken abuse, but he's also done a few things where you're like, uh, you know, and the star power seems to come to the top. And so I think okay. McDavid. Um, has he got that clout yet? Everybody's going to admit. That I he, think he does. Probably, he is the most skilled player in the league. I, I think he does. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's I wish I could say that there was consistency to this, but there just isn't. And I think that's everybody's biggest frustration is, the consistency just isn't there on a per player per incident basis. It's literally like all over the map. Yeah, and that's what sucks for uh, George Peros and those guys who are doing all this this suspending. Do you, do you give them to, and you're in that seat, <sighs> or is that just I would have uh, well one I'd have to under I'd have to read the rule book right right of what they have for their official suspension right. you know their laws yeah. and. If it was possible to fine him a maximum amount and not suspend him, that's what I would have done. Gotcha. He's not a repeat offender. He doesn't have a history. He's one of the best players in the league, if not the best player in the world. You have to figure he's not launching himself on a regular basis into guys' heads. Right. I only but have, I don't know what they're rules I only have are. issue with one thing is he is second best player in the world. Well, okay, second best player in the world, but if you want to say most talented, is it Kucherov? No, yeah. Is it this guy? Like, there's Man. the argument to be made that I get where you're coming. Tied from for first, that. that's pretty good company. That's not bad, yeah. I hey, take it. That's pretty good. Um, I I get that. So I, I like that explanation. It's a tough call. Um, the next one I was looking at was the uh, Corey Perry. Oof. Then, like, this is. You know, he uh, Darnell Nurse is kind of like on his knees. Yeah. And Perry comes in and gives him like the forearm elbow smash to the face. WWE. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Not even a phone call. Right. Why? I don't know. This is what I just we I know. just said. You the just consistency. Said I'm just saying. Nothing. Yeah, I can't. You, because all these guys call you all night, and you've been up all night. I know your brain's not all there. But I'm a little tired. You're a little tired. I can see it. You're drinking your Red Bull, though. I am. However, yes, he is. Which we're out of, by the way. So Does, anybody who uh, has the Red Bull connection, do they ever hook us up? Do they ever explain why why nothing? Or do they? They spend very little time explaining. Therefore, they can't get legally twisted into a pretzel. Gotcha. 
Because the more you say, the more you explain, the more it can be picked apart, right? True. So. Happens to me on Twitter. (laughs) It does happen to you on Twitter. So, you know, why that call doesn't happen, I don't know. It's a mystery to me. And then people calling for Wayne Simmons' head on a perfectly legal shoulder check to Brian Dumoulin in the, you know, the uh, stadium series game. Right. What I liked about the Simmons hit was if you watch him, he's a right-handed shot, and the way the play's going, if he comes in with his left shoulder and drills Dumoulin, it's going to – the trajectory will push Dumoulin from behind then face first into the glass. Wayne Simmons changes his entire body position to come with the right shoulder in order to hit in front of Dumoulin. He was responsible. He was very responsible. And the initial contact was on the chest, shoulder area. Did the shoulder come up and probably get to the chin? Well, it had to because the way I saw it, there was contact. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the initial point of contact. Right. And everybody's screaming and, you know, this and that and the other. It was a good hockey hit. People, what you have to understand is when you have tough players that are now changing their body position on purpose and are totally aware of changing themselves to make it a legal hit, that's what you have to applaud. Because ordinarily, that guy just plows straight through that guy, face first into the glass and doesn't care. Well, now he's mindful. Six feet away from the player, he's changing his, his body stance, his shoulder, his angle, and he's trying to make legal contact. He took responsibility for his action and what he was about to do. And that's something that I've said before and you've said before too. There's also responsibility on the person getting hit, the player well, getting hit. Like if you don't fuck, any. I feel like guys there's just skate any. around now and they yep. don't like they have I I've said it before uh, to certain hockey players even that I've coached I'm like it's like you're blindfolded and then at the last second they rip the blindfold <laughs> off and you got to figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, you're not blindfolded. Right. Like, you should be looking around the ice at all times. Right. I've said it a million times on here. Know your surroundings. Yeah. Well, Take inventory. Well, people don't want to hear that I, anymore. I people don't care what they, they want to say. It's you know not what? against the rules to skate Hold through the on. middle of the ice. It's you know what drives me nuts even more than this? the mid-ice mid checks is when they're on the wall and the player, the player that's going to get to the puck first or has the advantage – um, to get to the puck first, puts himself in a vulnerable position, knowing that there's a hockey play coming, and the hockey play that's coming is a body check. And then you go turning your back and put yourself in a spot where you're going to get hurt. And then this guy can't stop. You're both moving at 23 miles an hour, and all of a sudden you all get there or the oh, ba- get there Gary, at the wall, but and Gary. goofball turns his back. And now he's Gary, laying on the ground, and when, this guy's out. When you put it down in slow motion, it looks so easy to stop what you're doing and not, <laughs> but not here's, hit him. But wait, wait, wait. Here's <sighs> the biggest issue about it, okay? And you both, Kills me. you both have seen this thousands of times, okay? And this is my biggest problem with it right now is you, you just talked about it. The one situation drives me fucking nuts, and I just threw Ooh, my pen. Almost, uh-oh, so, shit. Is, is it a two, Jamie's Pissed making a comeback? It is oh a Jamie's Pissed. Come on, making a comeback. Two players going in for the puck near the boards, corner, the wall, anywhere on the ice, okay? And that player who is on the, you know, on the outside, the player who's initiating the contact, if he keeps going and drills that player into the boards, obviously we're looking at a suspension or whatever, an injury, all these problems. However, what drives me fucking nuts 
is now the player that's ahead of him is jamming on the brakes <laughs> three or four feet in front of the puck, reverse shouldering that guy, right. crushing him, right. then taking the puck. That's a fucking penalty. It's an interference call because neither player is touching the puck. So, therefore, it's hitting a vulnerable player who has nothing to do with the play. Yeah, Blues So, But Nation, then flip just... it. Hang on, Gary. Go ahead. Flip it. Flip it. And if that player finishes his hit on that guy, now he's, he's the gone, right? enemy. So, how do you do that? That The uh, only way to do that is referees now have to call the reverse shoulder before the puck. Now, I know TJ Oshie does it. I was say. No, but wait. There's a difference. Those guys are skating with the puck usually, mm. and yes, as they're skating, they'll drop it or leave it, Just and then it. reverse shoulder and continue with the puck. Yeah, that you know what? That to me is a hockey play. It okay. is what it is. Yeah. But when it has two, to be. two players are racing for a puck or going in, and the one player who has you know a foot lead on the other guy stops short before he's ever touched the puck, mm. and throws himself back shoulder to face usually, right. Right. and knocks that guy on his ass. No call. Right. But if the player chasing him, he gets gone. Hits him before they five. get to the puck. He's gone for. He's out of the game, and now he's getting well, a call from five. George Perry. Jamie, I've always. Listen, I'll. I'll ask you. I mean, obviously, you. You were involved in both of these situations. I've always like, if when you watch a million hockey games, the one thing that if you look at the rules, you do all this stuff is. When you're a forward and you and you and you come into the and you gain access into the zone and you kind of throw the puck up the boards and the defenseman takes you out after you've done this, you no longer have the puck. But that is a given play in hockey that happens a hundred times a game. Check, yeah. So I've always viewed it as since they allow that kind of gray area. Yeah, but at least there was puck contact before. Well, but like you this said, this is one with no, 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 no. I'm talking about uh, the other, the reverse hit when okay. the guy did have the puck. Okay. I've always yeah, figured that that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay with that. That's that was the give and take on that one. But to your point, if a guy's chasing you down and you haven't gotten to the puck yet, and because you know that he's bearing down on you, and you reverse hit him, and you never had the puck, that should be it's literally hitting an unsuspecting player. Yeah, but you, yeah. It's, it's also it's also kill or be killed because the no, whole reason you do it is because you know they're getting ready to play in but third this row. Is, <laughs> this is the conundrum, right? Oh, is conundrum the conundrum? Wow. Call can be. Call Kimby. See if can you can bust out. This is it. Can be pronounced. That'd be awesome. <laughs> What'd you say? Is... What'd you say, Ribs? Kim Cameron. Kim Cameron. Kim Cameron. Didn't we play with him in Ottawa? Yeah, <laughs> I had him in Quebec. Um, ah, when you were in Quebec. <laughs> but this is the Lucky problem: Lake. is that they fucking have some rules and don't have others. Yeah. You know what? Oh, I, and just a little, <laughs> a little note on that. I do appreciate when you see, especially pros. When you see that situation where a guy's going into the wall, he's going to get there first, the guy behind him is 100% going to take body contact, and he gets on his hip or on his back and li and, elev and lifts him up so that he's not bent over <coughs> and lifts him up and puts him into the glass, full body, heads up, head to toe, hits the glass and kind of supports him while Spoons. hitting him. Yeah, Spoons him. yeah. <laughs> kind of supports him while uh, hitting him. The complete the, opposite like, of spooning him. Remember Jocelyn Lemieux? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, go, no, going into the corner, lifting the guy up with a stick yeah, and throwing yeah. him into the corner. Jeez. <laughs> but but that's how I mean. If more players would take responsibility for that and more referees would call what you're saying, I think it would be the, the that situation in itself would rectify itself. It's just frustrating you because would see far less. Each ref, there's two refs on the ice now, two head referees, two linesmen. Each ref has a different way of calling it. 
Each ref interprets the rules in a different way. And then you have each supervisor, each team, each player. Everybody sees it a different way. Isn't that something for a group of people that have a rule book in front of them and they just interpret things so differently? It is. And it's, that's ultimately, in my, in my opinion, that's ultimately what keeps the players at risk is that there's no black and white. There's still, in today's day and age, there's still too much of a gray is area. Is it the speed should, of the game, though? That makes we should it, bring a ref in. Well, it is. I mean, it's. Uh, that's to me. Uh, that's the speed the hard of the part. game really fucks it up. Since everybody's texting you, let's get a, have one of the refs. Wait a minute, I gotta ask. Yeah. Referee, referee, refs. We really want to dumb this show down. Let's get a ref. Get on a it. ref in here and talk some stuff. Oh my god! I want to talk a serious question. That oh. is a serious. No, question. I got a real one here. Oh, there right, we go. Here this Kroner. one's gonna blow everybody's mind. Yeah, my oh, head already. Careful how you say that. You ready for this? <laughs> yep. It was a foregone conclusion amongst every Blues fan, probably two months ago. That in some way, shape, or form, by today, Jay Bowmeister would no longer be a member of the Blues. Have we gotten to the point with him now to where he's going to sign a one-year deal and stay here next year? <laughs> um, I I've just blown your mind. No, I would. How honestly. much? How much? Um, it would be a significant fucking haircut. That's for sure. But still. Like, oh, what's he get? Five he's at like six or six? five or six, he's right? He's five or six. Yeah. Woo-wee. But that was part of his Between original deal. Um, <clears throat> you know, I look at if you could bring. Was this a health thing? A what? It was his health, right? Well, I think it was a combination of, um, yes, he wasn't 100%. Two, I don't think the way they were playing systematically worked well for any of the defense, let alone a Jay Bowmeister that wasn't at 100%. So, um, but I look at his body of work in the last 20, 25 games. Better than he's been in a long time. He's been very good. A long time. And And you'd have to find a a caveat to to that is he's not just better than he's been. He's been playing well relative to everyone else, too. You know, like true. He's a good player right now. And the last part of my point is And I haven't been a J Bo fan in What does everybody look for? A some guy that you can play in the last pairing or can sit and, and rest. You're always looking for those guys. You got him right here. If there are guy, if there are playoff teams out there looking right now, they're not getting him from the Blues because they got. You know, I mean, we can't not, trade him now. Well, you, you listen. Think, the only way you well, can you trade could, him is, I mean, you know, you look at a Toronto Maple Leaf team that would love to shore up their fifth and sixth D. Yeah, but because so would we. <laughs> I understand, but he just said, I mean, not, no one's going to trade for him. Fifty-five well, is dropping the gloves now, man. <laughs> that was impressive, by the way. He said he was he was reluctantly engaged, and then he just went. And I liked it. Well, if you watch that fight, and you know we haven't touched on that one, Colton Pareko is a specimen. Okay, he's six six. We play golf with him. He's huge. He's fucking cut up like a bodybuilder, <laughs> and he doesn't even realize how strong he is. He sort of looks like you back in the day, just taller. He looks like Dolph Lundgren. From fucking, he looks like Rocky Four. You see him putting that picture when he was all cut up on Twitter. I don't know. Some, he put it on Twitter. I didn't see it. Oh, yeah, with his shirt off. When? It was a while ago. It I'll must have it. been years ago. I'll a couple days ago? It. I know. It no, was, there's no way. I'll find it. Oh my God! If, Ribs. If only well, Pareko was mean. Either, but no. But listen, here's where things can change: is that guy he fought was a tough guy. Like he's not a yeah. fighter, but he is a tough player who does fight. And he came straight over, dropped the mitts. He gave Pareko no chance to say no. No quarter, correct? Right? No and quarter. Good. You're right. He held on at first, and you could see that. Like I'm looking at him holding on with his right hand. I'm like, why are you holding on with your right hand right now? You should be throwing that thing. Right. 
And then he started to throw it. And he made contact a couple of times, and it stuttered the guy. Yeah. Like, you could see it like, Puh, whoa, yeah. what the fuck was that? Yeah. You know? Well, it came from Alaska. It did literally <laughs> come from Alaska. But in the same time as that happened, and it does weird things to players, I think Pareko now will look at it and go, wow, that wasn't so bad. You know, like, I got to the penalty box. I'm in good shape. I'm not knocked out. I don't have a broken nose. I don't have a mark on my face. Hope so. I, he's and like, he got tagged once. He did, but he's got to look at it and go, that wasn't, I took that, shot. that wasn't so bad. No, I took that shot. And now if somebody could actually work with him a little bit man, and grab him and just teach him how to string guys out. Right, because who would ever be able to reach him? There's only one guy in the league that should be able to hit him. He, wears, he plays in Boston. He plays in Boston. Apart from that, at 6'6", you should never lose but a man, fight. Just, yeah, just think. He can hold him off. Bring him in, drill him, and push him back out. Worst case scenario, he's so strong, too, he just holds a guy out or right. holds on to both arms right. till the referee's And he doesn't in. have to do a Kelly you know, chaser where you got, you're in tight and you're just ducking your head waiting for your shot. Man, he could hold him way out there, bring him in, and pop him, I think. Man, I like it. Yeah, I'd like to see, you know, not necessarily. I don't want him to fight. I just want him to, I want people on the other team to know that he might. Well, I want him to play with that, <laughs> that fuck you to where, yeah, I might just fucking I lose might, my shit. Uh, yeah, I might And take then if this I do, Alaskan I'm going to treat Army this like you're in prison it. and you're my bitch. <laughs> I tell you what, speaking of treating guys in prison like they're a bitch, oh, your, boy hello. Kim, your boy Kimby never disappoints on Twitter. First of all, let's talk about that for a second. He is hysterical. Kimby, I miss him so much oh on this God. show right now. I know people at home miss him. I miss him. And fuck, I mean, we got to do something. We have to start a strike or something oh, at his work. Strike. I yeah, could, we like we've got to call in and shut the. We got to find the power and shut the mill down and get him in here. For <laughs> could a you show. imagine if Kimby and Jono Ocho Man had a talk? With one another and all the mispronunciation of words. Uh, I've heard it. Me, though. People got injured. <laughs> Eardrums were swollen. Ribs and uh, Ribs and Kimby's boy Joe Lazito bus is talking about like they're going back and forth on fighting in the NHL and what they're promoting and what they're not promoting. You know, Kimby can't pass it up. When a team finally challenges Carolina to a game of Red Rover, shit's gonna get crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on. He's not wrong. That's pretty good. He's well, how, so okay. funny. How pissed do you think Kimby was watching Twitter and seeing the Carolina Hurricane dads doing this celebratory dance up Off in the suite? The chart pissed. He just said, Dad, Off sit down. I think, that was, I think that's hilarious. Off the chart, man. Then did you see the one the dads played hide and seek? <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I'm sorry. I like it. I'm, I'm not sorry. Lie. At this point it's now, it's corny as hell, but I'm embracing it. If nobody had brought it up along the way, and they just kept doing it, it'd be like, ah, eh, you know, it is what it is. But now that everybody's made such a big deal, not everybody, but especially you know the Godfather, Don <laughs> Cherry, calling him a bunch of jerks. Since he did that, now to see them go in and going over the top. That's funny. Well, right. We talked about it. They're just taking it. All Donnie, all Mr. Cherry did was open it up for even more grapes. You'd think uh, grapes may have done that on purpose. No. Oh, come Not on. him. I'm telling you, just, to, just no. to bring more you he know, attention to himself. Which, he doesn't do that. What, what else on your list real quick? Mr. List. I'm trying to think here right now. I'm I know. His phone's blowing up for the record, folks. It well, is. Amy Rivers is on but, his phone. Okay, so Lee Stempniak. 
Oh, yeah, I saw that. Signed to the Boston Bruins. What do you think of that? How old is he? 36. Oh, I thought he was in his mid No, no, he's been playing a long time. Um, So he'll have to clear waivers before. What's uh, he add? What's he add? Depth. You know, look okay, at the Bruins. Just because you can breathe doesn't mean you, you could add depth. depth. I could add depth. You could add depth. I was fucking shooting lasers yesterday, too. In oh, fact, here we go. there are some current players that said, holy shit, you still have a heavy shot. Oh, jeez. I said heavy, yes. Yeah. So is my feet and yeah. my gut. They're heavy, too. Let's not talk about that shirt that doesn't fit. Hey, look at this hey, thing. Well, look at him. That's his boy. Ooh. Ticket to the Kimby gun Kimby busted show. that one out on him before, told him he wore spandex. <laughs> oh, coming from Kimby. Kimby does his shopping at Bass Pro. He gets a Whoa. tent. Oh, no. Kimby ain't even here to defend I know. Him. That's oh, the even best part no. about it. He'll find me, though. He'll hear this and text me. Oh, he'll threaten yeah. me. Oh, I won't yeah. be able to decode what he's saying, but Get he'll threaten him, me. Kimby, I'll drive you over to his But, yeah, Lee Stempniak signed for depth. Last year they brought in, what, Brian Gionta. Remember that yeah. whole experiment? Oh, yeah. It's it's never a bad idea to have a veteran guy who, if you scratch him, he doesn't care. Especially if you're going to. Well, yeah, Butler, if you're going to make a deep run in the playoffs, uh, having a veteran guy rather than a young guy sitting on the outside is much better because when you tap that veteran guy on the shoulder and say you need him, he's ready. He knows what's at stake. Yeah, you said that about you. That, that was me. Yes, yeah. you're right. No, so. I'm, a, I'm not a criticism. No, but no, I know. You, you said, you know, hey, I had a point in my career where it, if I sat a few games, it didn't matter because I was such a vet. I knew what was going on when I came in. Well, so, so you're telling us Lee's similar. Lee is very similar. And then the Islanders, again, they just signed Dennis Seidenberg. Yeah. So, once again, a guy that's familiar with the organization, um, maybe not so familiar to Barry Trotz because Trotz, he obviously was in – Washington before. Yeah. But Seidenberg brings a veteran guy. If he's going to be your seventh or eighth T for the playoffs, who gives a shit? You know, yeah, he can yeah. give you eight, nine, ten minutes of yeah. solid hockey. He's still got a bomb for a shot. Uh, he's still in great shape. Maybe he doesn't have the mm. wheels that he m- once had. But and that's Butler's role right now. Yeah, you know, Butler's the same way. So it, it's, it's nice to see these older guys getting a little sniff uh, because it is a talent as you get older, to stay in game mode and not just yeah. slip into the like oblivion. How did you, so when you're in that situation, how do you not just – because your brain is, is already – like your brain I – would, I would guess that Jamie Rivers' brain is always going to be ready to go because you kind of said that about – so. but let's talk about the body part of it. You're older. You're 36. Not that that's old, but it is in pro athlete terms. Um, there's some mileage there. So what kind of stuff do they have to do so when they jump on the ice, they're up to game speed? Well, the one thing that I can only speak from my own personal uh, experience, but I treated practice like games. Okay. And, you know, I would very well know, it's not like you got to have to send an email to all your teammates, hey, by the way, I'm going to be practicing hard. You know, they just know. And sometimes you rub guys the wrong way. You're playing a little too hard, and they're like, what the fuck? You know, I'm like, hey, listen, dude, if I get called upon, you're going to want me to be this good. Yeah. You know, and so you have to practice every day, every rep, every shot has to hit the net, every pass has to hit the tape. Like you really have to push yourself mentally and physically to be on your game in practice. Laser focused. Laser focused. And I always found um, the end of my career, I always made a point of talking to the coaching staff and sitting in on every single meeting. Even if I was a healthy scratch, I'd go to the rink early and I'd sit in on the power play meeting, the penalty kill meeting, the regular team meeting, and then go do a workout or whatever it is. 
That way there, I'm aware of subtle changes that we're making right. day in and day out yeah. to everything. So if I miss six, seven, eight games, I'm not coming in going, oh, shit, we've changed all that. No, right. I'm well aware of what we're doing, and I'm also well aware of what players are being complimented on and what they're being reprimanded on. Gotcha. So now I'm mental note again of this is good, yeah. this is not good. This was, used to be good, but we've changed that, so we're not doing that anymore. So now I'm able to apply that in practice Yeah, so as you well. take all the stuff you saw and learned and talked about in the meetings, you take that to practice, yes. and you're, you're out there in your laser-focused game mode practice. I'm executing like it's a game. Yeah. And then that way they're the coaches who watch you practice go, this guy's on his shit. Right. You know, if we have to put him in, I'd rather put Rivers right. in than this guy because he's on his game. I'd rather put Rivers in than trade for a guy because then we're going to have to – explain yeah you know who knows and, and that's probably like what stepniak and butler and all these guys do then right they, they have they, to if they they're not then in, that's shame on them right they sit in lace up the skates for practice and do what do what it takes and you got to make sure you're doing all the extra work too like after practice you've got to make sure you're just shooting pucks different situational yeah offensive place different situational play in the defensive zone for breakouts right. moving the puck and then obviously off ice um, off us, I, al I always pushed myself like to the brink yeah. on the bike, in the weight yeah. room, everything. Because when you come off the ice from a game, that's where you're at. You should be physically and emotionally drained. Right. So if I wasn't doing that in the weight room or on the bike. So you're crushing the bike. Crushing it. Like I don't know. I mean, I'm probably overstating the obvious here. But you use the same muscle groups on a bike as you do in skating. You do, and yeah. the big squats are a big are, thing. Right, Lunges yeah. are a big thing. So Treadmill still a big thing. Like, I tried to do as much muscle confusion as possible yeah. just because in a hockey game, it's never the same thing every time. I'm glad you didn't use any brain confusion. Huh? <laughs> oh, you mean Cromer? <laughs> no. No, anyways, all jokes aside, that's how I stayed into cool. it is by doing it that way. Good insight. Thanks. Well, I guess we're going to see what happens tonight. I got um, – Tonight? How or much today. longer we got? Today. Two, 3 p.m. Eastern? 3 p.m. Eastern. 11.30. Um, Ribs is on his phone again. Let me, well, I'm on my phone for a reason. I'm not just fucking oh, playing Flappy Bird or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> uh, so, so, Riz, before we get out of here, your gut call. Do the Blues make a deal today? Your gut call. My gut call is I think they stand pat. I think that they kick on a number of tires, but that the prices are too high to get what they need, and it's not worth it for them, so they stand pat. Hindu. Yeah, I got to go with uh, ribs is what ribs saying. And I have uh, I have my own team, not my hockey team, but my own, you know, NHL spotters right now. They're watching all the trade rumors. Blues aren't in any of them. They yeah. just got that text. Um, I, I just said they wouldn't do anything because I don't see like there's nothing to be had because they don't have anything to move. That's realistic. They have stuff to move. We don't want to I mean, move. What are you going to – like, you're not moving and, – and, and, and I'm, I'm not, not moving Thomas, man. That kid's 19. Well, I'm not moving I mean, Thomas or Tyra Cossin. Yeah. Like Mitch Marner. Well, I'm not – yeah, <laughs> you okay. move him if, you ha if you're getting somebody that's signed for multiple years and is really talented, but why the hell would somebody – What a stud, Unless though. they're Buffalo and they want to trade Ryan O'Reilly. But I'm pumped. So. What's your what's – your, uh, just real quick, what is your uh, – your uh, potential for Thomas. What do you see? Like, give us a player that veteran. Um, real quick. You know, I think that's still to be determined. Quicker than I asked the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck. 
People are still trying to figure it out. I'm the oldest guy in the room. Give me a break. You are the oldest. That's how is it. Then you should know better. Well, that's why, I, like, I, I, you know, so you're lucky I stayed awake this whole time. Holy shit. <laughs> now, uh, you know, Robert Thomas, uh, to me, you know, we'll see what uh, the potential is. It's tough. He's so young. He's just scratching the surface. Jaden Swartish. Uh, well, let's hope he scores more than that. Well, you know, Swartish is still effective. No, I know. But, um, man, score. <laughs> Tough call. I mean, uh, you look around the league, you try and find a guy. Um, he did something in the game yesterday. Um, probably you may say it was nothing, but I was. I thought, man, this kid is is he's nineteen. So they're going up the they're going up the side. He's he's ahead of the puck, and whatever D I forget. It's I have it saved at home, but whatever D for the Blues has the puck. And he, he's presented his stick. He's an option. And he's not – he's a, like a stride when he should have had it. And then he takes the next stride, and he just slams his stick on the ice. Like, get me the puck. That's a 19-year-old. That was that was pretty – I was like, man, that kid belongs here. Like, he obviously has shown he's belonging here. But that – he wants it. That's beaver tailing. That's Whatever. Youth hockey shit. Oh, Come on. doctor. Hey, well, youth hockey shit or not, he wanted a puck. He wanted a puck. Doesn't mean he was the best option, and, though. And he was. You better figure that out. Boy, I watch a video. Well, he was. I, so, um, <laughs> they gave him the puck. I, I would say this. <laughs> you know, if, if there's if there was a deal to be had that involved one of those guys, it, it's got to be for a long term. I just you don't hear those names being mentioned. Not long term solutions. So. Anyway, crazy stuff, but um, appreciate it very much. Uh, Ribs, thanks for making the track over. I know you'll be busy on your phone all day, Hindu, and you and McKendry. Yeah. Thank you so well, much. I've got a lot of calls to return here, yeah, and uh, I talk about them. Yeah, I no. talk about them, but it's a, you know the trade deadline will be here and gone. So. Yeah, well, uh, you know what's not Before here this and gone, goes on. Not, what's not here and gone is our contest. We're starting to get some people to send us some picks. Uh, the barbecue at Adam's Smokehouse, folks, it's tremendous. You guys can take your picture. Eating your Adam's Smokehouse. Send it to us on Instagram. Tag us. Tag Adam's Smokehouse. You'll be eligible. Uh, this Don't be week, afraid to Grubhub some of that to my house either, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, Mr. <laughs> Mr., uh, Mr. Brisket. Hey, yeah, you got it. Um, hashtag ribs takeout. Which ribs we, takeout. You know what hashtag ribs takeout, the definition of that is? No. Eat there, then take some home. No, that is the definition. I like <laughs> Eat there, take a whole meal. We're starting to get some people interested, folks. Don't forget, that's going to be our March 21st show at Minor Arena. Um, it's going to be a great time. Uh, Adam Smokehouse will be providing the food. Uh, Dennis Minner will be providing the beer. Uh, in the past, it's been from our friends at Urban Chestnut, but who knows? Uh, somebody may want to... Loan us some beer. If somebody loans you beer, you got to give it back. Why would you be getting a loan I beer? Know, it's, it's a joke. Urban um, Chestnut or Jesus Christ, Anheuser Busch. Let's There's have enough it. of those people who. And how about Kimball? How about we get Kimballed? Get some yeah, of that we beer can over get there. Get wow. Holy shit. Do we get Kimballed? We should. We should just get absolutely mm-hmm. annihilated at the Minner Fan Cave and force that guy to drive us home. <laughs> I always got to drive him over there. <laughs> He's going to need a Zamboni in there by the time we're done. Well, it's going to be a good time if you guys want to be involved in it and, and be a part of the show, do all the things that are that are a part of it. It's real simple. Go to Adam Smokehouse. Take a picture of yourself eating over there. Shoot it to us on Instagram. Tag us. Tag our friends at Adam Smokehouse, and you're ready to go. Uh, guys, some of the bloggers that I've contacted, I know you guys are working on some things. If you're still interested, uh, contact us, DM us on one of our social media sites. I'll let you know what's going on there. I know I've got some messages to reply to from the weekend. I will be doing that today, so look for those. 
thanks to Randy Green, InnovativeCompanies.com, for all you do for the show. Residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. My man, Randy Green, has got you covered. If you need the electric team, if you need the heating and cooling team, or you need the construction team, they're just a phone call away. 35 years of experience, second-generation craftsman. That's our man, Randy Green. Find us on social media, at STL Blues Podcast. That's Twitter. You follow us. We're going to follow you back. Hit us up on Facebook. Type in Blues NHL Podcast, like our Facebook page. Make sure to click Invite Your Friends. And, of course, you can find us on Instagram, at Blues NHL Podcast. Don't forget, lineupmedia.fm. Happy to be part of Yo Radio, the newest streaming platform downloaded on your mobile device today. It is free. Uh, looking for more and more uh, content for that sh- that uh, station that we're going to be having on there. Happy to say we've been talking to some of our friends out there doing Blues Podcasts, and hopefully we'll have a Blues channel for you guys soon. But uh, we need you guys to download it. That's Yo Radio on your mobile device. Uh, Jamie Rivers and his gang at SynergyHockeySkills.com. We thank them for all their continued support. And our friends at NelsonLandServices.com, the name you know and trust in amateur hockey. Five-star locally rated company that does uh, quality work for reasonable prices. And let me tell you something, folks. You won't find a better family that you can trust with a big job, small job. Doesn't matter. And, again, I say it all the time. Google their site, NelsonLandServices.com. That's all you got to do if you want to see their handiwork. For all of us here at Blues NHL Podcast, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.